There you go. Happy New Year. <laughs> That's not <another> New Year episode. <laughs> I know we've been gone. We've been gone for a long time, fans. Fan yeah. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Terry Law. <laughs> But we're back. All right, I'm going to turn us both down because I peaked a little bit there too. All right. <laughs> we are, we don't know how to use the equipment anymore. <laughs> We've completely forgotten how to use the equipment and um, all the things. All right, so let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna attempt to record two episodes at once. Don't tell them. I that. mean, we're not gonna we're gonna timey wimey. <laughs> all right, You're terrible at this. I am terrible at this. Hey, some people like that, like uh, uh, Catholic stuff. You should know. They they say oh, we're doing we're doing part two of our or part, they'll do two different topics. What they do is uh, like so they'll have one guy lead the first topic and then the second guy lead the second topic and then they go back and forth on that. What's how was Lent? Lent, Lent was oh my goodness, Lent Lent was okay for me because um, I gave up the podcast for Lent. You get, yeah, there we go. That's what we did. We gave up podcasting. He just said he had to go potty. Okay, he's good. So, yeah, I'll be there in a second. You want to talk about what we're drinking? Uh, Tomatin. I would have said Tomatin. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's Irish or Tomatin. Scottish. I'm sorry, Scottish. Oh, it's Scottish. So it's Tomatin. Yeah, there you go. Use your Scottish accent. Yeah, it's a Tomatin. No, that sounded bad too. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's better than what I could do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a twelve-year-old. Yep, and it looks like it's used in bourbon and sherry casts. I wonder if that's it spends six years in a bourbon cast or six years in a sherry cast, or is it a cast that were sherry cast and bourbon cast, and they pick pull them apart by oh, no. slats and That'd put them hilarious. together? No, I believe it's double cast. So I think it's I think it's two different times. So so probably six and six. Probably six and six, or depending on how maybe whatever their recipe is, maybe it's eight. Oh, three and yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know. So. All right, well, the sherry gives it a nice little flavor. Where'd you get this? I got that at Lee's, actually. Good old was, Lee's. This was my Easter scotch. So um, it was get, we were getting close. It was Holy Week, and we were getting real close, and I was thinking about, like, you know, I'm going to make lamb, uh, you know, do all the traditional things, and I was like, I don't have a celebratory whiskey of any kind. I said, that's not okay. <laughs> and so I went to Lee's, and I said, I got to find myself a nice scotch. I mean, this isn't, like, super nice, but it is It is okay. Uh, it's a 12-year, and it's and it was not cheap. but um, and, and I wanted to try it because it was aged in bourbon barrels, and I never had one that was aged in bourbon barrels. And honestly, I was like, it's not my favorite scotch. It's just a little too sweet for me, but, but I do like it. It's good. I felt uh, – well, what's funny is this is our first year – that what we did is we made, moved our Easter celebration with the family to Saturday. Okay, how'd that work? Good. Oh, good. <laughs> well, here's... I'll give you the the lowdown. Our Easter celebration is probably the long... It's the marathon day over all the other holidays. So we do Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, which we also do on Saturday. So with Easter... Ether? Ether. Okay, Ether. I'll start over. Three, two, one. So the Easter celebration, the way we do it is we have in the morning, we have uh, we serve frittata, which is kind of like a quiche with no no crust. So it's a big egg pizza, yeah. and they throw like... It can uh, be a crust if like the, the egg gets all crusty on the well, egg. Well, yeah, but if you, get a, if you get a quiche, it's like a pie crust. Oh, gotcha. You know, 
Yeah. I've never had a quiche. you never had a quiche? Well, no. Is that a white thing? Yes. It's a, there's nothing wrong with my frittata. What, what, what movie is that? What movie is that? It does sound familiar. That is. Oh, that's Finnish and Ferb. Breakfast is easy. This is brunch. Brunch. That's so fancy. Mom, what does this frittata say about us as a family? There's nothing wrong with my frittata. Oh. So, yeah. So, it's, you know, big egg pizza. And it's, it's an Italian thing. And then you put the, you know, cut up like pepperoni and sausage and stuff. And you put nice. it onto it. So, we eat that in the morning. And we've been doing this for, I don't know, 50 years or six. Uh, who knows? Wow. Before me. That's great. We don't have anything like that. And so we have that, and we eat uh, uh, Mexican panduce bread, uh, the like the concha, and we'll get that too. And I think that's because I don't know, Grandma was Italian and Grandpa was Mexican, or or because we grew, they you know we're from East LA, and then that's what's at everybody's you know the corner market or something. But and then at night we have gnocchi. Uh, nice. Which is you know the Italian like uh, potato dumplings and stuff, which we make with a uh, with a nice red sauce that the the grandma red sauce that we use for everything, you know. So we do that stuff, but and then usually in the middle of the day we'd play games or do something like that. And but uh, so the thing is when we were little, well I don't know super little, but when my grandmother moved out to Vegas, we'd all stay at her house. So we get up around breakfast time and have breakfast. And then after that, we go to church. When we get back from church, we'd make the gnocchi, make the potatoes. And you turn pretty much make like mashed potatoes. And then you add a bunch of flour. And then what you do is you roll it up and cut it in pieces. And then you kind of roll it into the dumpling kind of. And everybody does it. So you don't eat unless you do it. But this year, it was kind of like all the all the adult, adult like all the, all the, you know, the ones over... Well, I'm closer to 60 now they are. <laughs> you know, they didn't really do it. We did it also. Oh, but nice. we do that. That's part of the day is making it. Then you let it dry. Then you cook it. And then you mix it and all that stuff. And that's the way we did it. Then when my mom started hosting years ago, the thing was, you know, grandma wasn't around anymore. So not everybody went to church because grandma wasn't there to make them go to church. And I think there's... Well, and then, like, my parents would stop kind of going to church. So, like, if I went to church and then I'd show up to my mom's house, like, right before breakfast. So it kind of worked out, you know, because then she and, and dad would make breakfast and then everybody would show up and I can actually go to mass beforehand and then do that. Flash forward, now mom, you know, mom, mom and dad aren't hosting anymore. I'm hosting with Lisa. And then the problem is now we have kids and we go to church and we're hosting. So, all of a sudden, and so we can't, also the other thing too is Easter is not like Christmas where I can go to Christmas Eve Mass and whatever. It's Easter. No, it's Easter Vigil. That's not just going to Mass. That's like (laughs) I'm dedicating my life to going to church. It's the coolest Mass ever though. I understand, but I don't have all day to do this. Ours was a record time. I think it was just under three hours, so. Is the shortest? Yeah, that was record time. Yeah, because Father Vic's like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) We can't do that. Also, because we have the kids. Right. You think I can take the kids? Henry barely makes it 52 minutes at a mat, regular mass. Is that like 47 minutes? He's like, let's go. <laughs> we took two. We took um, Joel twice now. He went last time and he went this time. So wait, Joel's what, nine? Joel will be, yeah, Joel's, Joel's nine. So he would have been eight, nine? Mm-hmm. That's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he likes mass, and so like he, he thinks he actually. We weren't sure if we were going to take him this year, but we asked him, and he was like, "I want to go to that mass." The one we did where we had the candles, and I was like, "Oh, like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it." Okay. So, yeah. so that's that's not for us. Last year we watched it because, or two years ago, no, it was last year. Whatever, we watched it online, and we we're like, "Oh, cool, that's how it is." 
because the last time I think I went was like 1998 when friends of mine got baptized. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think I showed up late to that, too. <laughs> After the readings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I showed up just in time for the baptism or something. Uh, but um, For those who are listening, if, you, if you've never been to Easter Vigil, there are seven Old Testament readings and then a New Testament reading, and then the Gospel reading. And each one of those readings has a psalm in between it. So, like, we literally are doing the reading. It's, it's beautiful because you're walking through salvation history, but you're, you literally are doing readings for at least the first hour, maybe a little bit longer, of the, of the liturgy. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> what we'd have to do is we'd have to go to Matt, get up, and once Robert got a little older, we do eggs and stuff for him, and then we go to mass. And then when mass is, and we're not going to go to seven thirty mass because it's a little too early with the boys. So go to mass. It's over at ten thirty. You stay till whatever. You get home after eleven, so you can't even start breakfast till eleven thirty. So then we start eating it, and we're closer to one. Or, you know, or noonish or something. So it's like lunch. Then the problem is now you barely have enough time to make the gnocchi and then eat. And then you're... Yeah, because that's you're, the process. Yeah, and then you're eating at like 6 or 7 and then you've already kind of used the whole day. And by the time 7 comes, you're ready to go to bed or something and you're already worn out. And, you know, guys like me and Jason, we had to go to... We're the ones who had to go to work the next day yeah. or whatnot. And also with like Lisa, like this year, they finally give the teachers or the schools had Easter Monday off for the first time ever so i'm like that's very helpful that would have been great you know when you go out of town for easter and then you can drive home on monday yeah so all that stuff has been just such a pain in the butt so jay and i said you know what would be easier if we do this on saturday and another day recruit recoup and i said yeah because the other thing too is nobody's had little kids who hosted easter ever unless it's grandma but then she only had those kids right or whatever so we're talking about the you know the 60s (laughs) so because when she, we were all little, grandma was hosting it, but we had parents. Right. And when my parents hosted it, we were already adults, or if not, you know, teenagers. Right. So I said, okay. So we did everything the same way on Saturday, but we did everything earlier. And then we did mass and eggs with Robert and baskets and stuff and Henry. This year, yeah, Henry got two. And we said we did, in a sense, so Easter was kind of over at. Noon, on, on but it was all the churchy part. So oh. it was, it was kind of like the morning, the morning basket stuff, and the churchy part, and then we're done. And then it was kind of like now what? And then I talked to you, and then you're like, "Heck, I still got people over. Yeah. You want to come over and have lamb?" And I was like, <laughs> "Son of a gun, that'd be great." But we're like, have, we're already into cooking dinner and stuff, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, next year. I said, yeah, so now in a sense I'm going to plan that out. I'm like, now we're going to go see the halls, and we don't have to worry about our family because we're going to get that done on Saturday. So, But now that we separated church and state, I guess, (laughs) it worked out real well, and then maybe I can put – I like that distinction. (laughs) Keep that family out of church. so. Or keep that church away from my family. Yeah, that's so funny. So maybe if we do that and then maybe come to your house that afternoon or something, because do you have dinner like at dinner time or do you have dinner at like 3 o'clock like other families do? It's kind of of all over the place. So um, because Jeevy's parents work on Sunday, right, because casinos and whatnot, Yeah. um, we we start uh, a lunch at like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever, and they'll, they'll have some lamb. But then usually most people don't show up until the afternoon, and I'm just cooking all day. 
And so, like, um, I'll, I'll have all the lamb all marinated and ready to go, and I'll cook it in batches. And so, like, we'll have that, we'll have that 11 a.m. batch, and then we'll have another batch at, like, 1 o'clock when late people show up for lunch. And then we'll do another batch at, like, 6 o'clock for, like, dinner time and stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah, it's all over the all place. All right, so we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to work that out. I'm going to tell her. What are we jumping into first? We're going to jump into... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what was cool? That like, was good. <laughs> you know what's funny? When I read, that might I, be our close to the right key too. I gotta, I'll pop I, put it in there. Okay, I, I, yeah, I know you don't think I'm the best in music, but still, <laughs> uh, that wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> when I read Robert. Uh, What's it called? The little storybooks? Uh-huh. And, like, there's one for, like, Super Friends and stuff, and it's, like, like kiddified versions of it. But then I do, when it's done, I'll, like, do the Super Friends theme from, like, back in the day. So I'll, like, da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, but at the end, uh, like, but when I read the Batman ones, and I'm, like, and it's over, it's, like, da 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 And he's, like, ooh. That's- or 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 it's like, and then Two Face was robbing the the bank vault, and he's like, "Hey, you guys, get your stuff out of here. Let's go get the coins." <laughs> and then it's like, and then then the the what's it called? The skylight of the bank breaks, and then I go, "Da da 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 da." So yeah. you want to talk to Batman? Let's Batman talk to was Batman. pretty cool. You liked it, yeah. yeah. I liked it too. It was funny too because like. It came out on March 4th, which is the day before my birthday, and Jason and I were going to go to the desert house that my uncle and his friend, they kind of have, well, it's the friend's house, but whatever, so they have it in the desert, as I'll, like, go to Barstow, then make a left, and then travel for an hour, and there it is, kind of. But what's funny is it's harder for me to find because they actually built houses and stuff out there. So I'm like, is that the place we turn? No, no, no. Is that no, the place we turn? Too many options. Because I'm like, it used to be the one pump house, and then you turn. Now, oh, that's a real house. Oh, this. So, but the point was, we're like, I told my uncle, well, we're not gonna get there till dinner time because we, we're gonna go to a movie. Nice. <laughs> Which usually would have said, hey, we're not gonna waste our time going to a movie. But now it's like, I never gonna go to movies. And sometimes I gotta like be like. Hey, I got to make everything work out right so Jason and I can see movies. So I'm like, good. I'm going to take work off of work and go out of town. But first, I'm going to see a movie just so I can see the Batman. That was, that, that was opening weekend, yeah? Yeah, it was no. the, the, the day, the the day, day it off. came out. Yeah, That's awesome. I think so, yeah. I, haven't, I, I realized this the other day that I haven't been to an opening night of a movie since Spider-Man in 2003. Holy moly. Because <laughs> I'm like, I went to a lot. And then there were a lot that I did... Then more in the recent, like, maybe 10 years were, like, Saturday mornings then. Yeah. But, I mean, I used to... Wow, 2003. I was just thinking, because the other day was Attack of the Clones, 20th anniversary. And I'm like, I remember Jason and I went at midnight at the Neonopolis Theater. Oh remember there goodness. was a theater I remember there? that one. And I got tickets. Because, actually, back then I was talking to... I used to... Well, I used to see the DJ at Comp, 92.3, a lot, the Carol, Carol West... And uh, and she she, oh, what was I doing? I forgot. Oh, I called her up, and I'm like, "Hey, 
when are you when are you giving away more Star Wars tickets? And she's like, is this Neil? Because I used to see her every every week at a remote. Because we used to go to this place called Hurricane Harry's. I'll have to talk more about this at another time. But so I saw her enough because they would do live remotes back then. And um, and she's like, is this Neil? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you want Star Wars tickets? I'll get it for you. I'll put it in there. You go pick them up. And I'm like, awesome. That's cool. So we went and saw that. But that was like at midnight, you know. And yeah. Now I think I go to see a movie at midnight now. It's no. like, oh, my God. No, yeah. It's like I can't leave the house after 8. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, when TV wanted to watch uh, the Multiverse of Madness at ten o'clock at night, I'm like, all right, it's her birthday, so I'm gonna hold it, hold it in, and stick it out. But this man, this is a uh, that's rough for me. <laughs> yeah. So, same, same. It's so that's when like you guys are like, oh Neil, you can go take go relieve your aunt and watch the kids, and Lisa can go with us. I said, hi, oh, yeah, sure. It starts at ten. I'm not paying seventeen dollars for my wife to sleep in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what do you think of the movie? What was what? What was good? What or what was bad? What was what was going on? It is so funny because the Batman is a movie that I would not want to see, but I went to see. I mean, like if you said, "Hey, how do you want your Batman to be like this?" and I'd be like, "No," but it was it worked. Yeah, it and worked. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But if you would have asked me, "Is this the kind of Batman you want?" I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I still didn't like the way the Riddler was. Right. I felt like they were trying to do um, – so, like, the source material on this is The Long Halloween, right? Yeah. Kind of loosely, right? That was, I, I saw, noticed a lot of nods in there. And then the other one that I was like, are they trying to have nods in there was Hush because of the, the orphan thing that they – that w- with the Riddler and how his mask had that weird saran wrap thing. Oh, yeah, it. you're right because uh, the character Hush has, like uh, – Bandages over right, his and face. he's always manipulated by the Riddler, and and he's always like he knows uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, for orphan, orphanage things and things like that, and like I, it, it gave me very much Hush vibes and Long Halloween kind of combined, and um, yeah, I, I, it was an, it was an interesting take on the Riddler. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I felt it too. I don't want to say too violent, but it kind of was. It was, it was super violent. I, it should have been rated R. I'm surprised. I thought it was. I thought it was too. Whenever I started watching, and then it. I realized they didn't say the f word that much. And mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, if it was rated R, they would have said a lot." Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's like you get that one f in like PG-13, right? But then when it's R, it's like there's not two. There's like there's seventy. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. it's like it's either all or nothing. I feels like sometimes, but I don't know. Yeah, there's those parts that were a little too violent. Like, but that's also not the Riddler that I want. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like it. Like his character worked, but it yeah. didn't feel like Riddlery to me. Yeah, and I'm a very Riddler's like one of my favorites. Oh, really? Yeah. That's one thing that I really liked about this film that it it was the first act at least was very much. Batman the detective, and that's not really been on the big screen. And not I like for a that long a lot. time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and that was great contrast with the Riddler who creates like like this um, riddles. Yeah, exactly. The questions, the question, the the, the questions that uh, the questions a different guy. Oh, the question. Yeah, the questions are different. But the riddles that uh, that had him like all confused or whatever, but kind of slightly confused, and some of the stupid things like the el, like, like the what was it the the, the rat el ratata or whatever yeah. I don't remember. But that was that was dumb. But uh, but like those kind of things, I thought it was kind of neat to have. Okay, the guy who 
is his whole thing is to um, find the truth and all this stuff juxtaposed against the guy whose whole purpose is to obscure the truth <clears throat> in, in his words and stuff like that. So I, was like, I liked that a lot. You know what I liked? Colin Farrell. I, I didn't know that that was Colin Farrell. I didn't Farrell. either. I <laughs> read I his name it. in the credits, and I said, who was Colin Farrell? And Jason's like, that was the penguin. I said, no, was it? <laughs> yeah. I was he like, did great. He was great. Their makeup was great. I didn't know it was him. He did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I bought him as a, a, a Gotham City gangster who's, like, trying to usurp the, the power. Yeah, and it was very, like, Year Zero Penguin or yeah. whatever because it's like, hey, they call him Ozzy because his name's Oswald. Yeah. And Oswald, Chesterfield, Cobblepot. And, <laughs> and you know, they called him a Oz or whatever. and Or the, the Gimp or, the, like, they had all these little... Um, yeah, because he was the lower level. Low, he wasn't too low of a level, but he was like you yeah. know one of the lieutenants and stuff in Falcone's gang. And Falcone got big. He he first appeared in uh, year one of of uh, of Batman Year One in nineteen eighty six, and um, and so they've used him in the the Christian Bale Batman movies and stuff. And so, but that was one part that I couldn't. I. It was hard for me because when I see Falcone and it's like, wow, that guy looks like John Turturro. That guy is John Turturro. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird This cast. is John Turturro in this movie. Yeah. Like, this is him. I can't see not him. I know. Yeah. It was a weird cast. <laughs> that one was weird for me. I was like, why'd they pick this guy of, of all the people? But, uh, and I did like uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I thought yeah, she did a great she job. She did a good job. Mm-hmm. And even Pattinson did a pretty good job. As Batman? Uh, yeah, I thought as Bruce Wayne was way too emo. But then yeah. again, if you have a kid whose parents died in 2002, so let's say he's under 30, he's got to be in the mid-20s. Or well, I know Pattinson's older, but I don't know how old Bruce Wayne's supposed to be here. Right. And he's been Batman for, what, three, four years? Two years. Or two years. Yeah. So... But maybe if he was a orphaned billionaire who's this age and this time of... He would be a weird emo-y kid. Right. Right. That's actually what really sold me on watching the, the movie entirely because, like, when they had the Kurt Cobain song and... It, okay, that was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. And I feel like they took that and used it in the music the whole time. They sure da, da, did. Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> That was the whole movie. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, very much. It was. It was very much this this grunge kind of very emo. Um, that was one thing that I was like, I'm not sure how I how I feel about his Bruce Wayne because of the emo thing. Because I always understood Bruce Wayne being that um, that uh, playboy Epicurean attitude because of his parents' death, like. Since my parents died when I was a kid, now I gotta like live life to the fullest, right? Which and I, meant hedonism. Essentially. I was just gonna say it is very hedonistic ways where there's always women and and stuff and everything, but it's also to say, why would a guy who's got chicks and money and a yacht and this and that, I would have never picked him to be the guy out there getting his butt kicked or right. kicking butt every right. night? Exactly. So that's what worked. But now that he's like a Howard Hughes recluse. Right. Or no, not recluse. Recluse. <laughs> and, you know, kind of millionaire who's, you know, a de- you know like an emo kind of like right. depressed kid who kind of sits all day in his, in his mansion. 
So he's not at the red carpet, the Met Galas, the Look at Me fundraisers, because maybe because we're in a different time. And then people would just, they wouldn't think he's the Batman either, because he's like, he's a weird millionaire kid who's kind of in the thing and his family owns everything and the company kind of run by another guy but this kid's over there and now he's an adult but you know what i mean but it's like you know it works still because he'd be somebody you wouldn't use right so i mean it's a different look at it it was and um for part of it i kind of felt like as a as bruce wayne he wanted to be caught as the Batman. It, sometimes it felt like that until, like, all of a sudden he was like, "Oh crap! I'm, I'm found out by the Riddler or whatever." Where he's like, he thinks that the Riddler has it. When if when it came to the reality of it, I think that's when he realized he doesn't want to be. Get yeah, caught. it's like the people who have a secret, but they want oh. somebody to figure it out. But remember, like the the club scene particularly. Now, now some of the club scenes were really dumb. But the one where he shows up as Batman. Well, it's a three-hour movie, so that's true. Oh, wait. The part where he shows up as Batman, what's funny is when he shows up as Bruce Wayne, it's like the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And he says, okay, is that what you're getting That's what I'm pointing at. It's it's as if he wants to get caught. Like He he wants people to know that I'm the Batman, but he doesn't want to tell people that thing. You know who I am. (laughs) But I know he does because I watched enough Batman to know he wants everybody to know his secret identity. Right now. (laughs) But but, uh, it was very much like... Like, because he's standing, he has the same posture. He's his head's cocked down the same way. He has the exact same line to the same twin, uh, and then and just to have him like do that as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. And at the very end, I, I don't know if you caught it, but he shows up to the club the third time as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. And I thought that that was just the dumbest thing possible in order to have him first show up as Batman, then show up as Bruce Wayne. Because then the scene just prior to that, he's Batman. On top of the scaffolding with, uh, or on top of that building with Catwoman and, and um, what's his name? What? Uh, Gordon. And then he shows up at the club out of his Batman costume so that way he could change into his Batman costume while he's at the club. And I was like, so you got out of it, even though you weren't at the, at the door as Bruce Wayne, but kind of knocked on the door and then just disappeared, but just so you could go into the club as Bruce Wayne and then change into Batman while being in the club. It so, wasn't like Bruce Wayne. He was like hitting weird emo guy. Because right. didn't, he didn't say, I'm Bruce Wayne this time. Exactly. He was Before blurring. I want to talk to Carmine about my dad. He was blurring the lines what? of Bruce Wayne and Batman at that point. Well, it's kind of like, like in other Batman lore, they used it in the cartoon a bit, is he has fake people that he is... Like, there's a character called Matches Malone. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't okay. remember. Well, yeah. you got to watch all of Batman the Animated Series. I, have, so I thought I had seen all of well, them, but I don't yeah, remember. I don't know. I don't remember Matches. But Matches Malone was a character that Bruce Wayne would dress up as to be a criminal who has somewhat of a reputation because he's been around a while, or he built it somehow, oh, fakely. But he, people know who he is. So he's like, hey, I heard there's some work here and stuff. And he's he kept his own on, informant. Yeah, kind of, but he'll figure things out, but he'd be a fake person, and that person would be, you know, he's he's his own Donnie Brasco or something, being, you know, the inside man, but then, you know, he become then he goes and be, be Batman, you know, but that way he can't be Bruce Wayne out there, so he has to have a disguise, Yeah, you know. It's like that's the thing with Batman, too. The problem is he's Bruce Wayne, so everybody knows who he is. It's right. like saying, oh, I know who Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos is because I've seen them. Right. But And that's like that's a funny thing in the Justice League cartoon where they did this thing where the Flash and 
Lex Luthor switch brains, kind of like old school comic booky stuff or, or old TV shows. And there's a part where the Flash, who's Lex Luthor, and he goes, "Oh, which is also funny because he's voiced by Michael Rosenbaum, who did the Flash for you know five years in the cartoon, but he also played Lex Luthor on Smallville." Oh, that's funny. So all he has to do is his Lex Luthor voice on Smallville being Lex Luthor as the Flash. As the Flash, that's so funny. it's funny. So, but there's a part where he goes and he's like trying to stay hidden or something. And he looks into the mirror in the bathroom or something. And he's like, "Good, I can find out who the Flash is." And he takes the mask off. And he's like, "I have no idea who this guy is." <laughs> hmm. If nothing else, I can at least learn the Flash's secret identity. I have no idea who this is. I don't even know what he was then. I think they may have said he was like a police scientist, kind of like how Barry was. Right. But like in the comics, he was like a mechanic or something at one point or Just whatever. Well, he was kind of like superhero since he was a kid, but in this series, he's not or whatever. Yeah. Because there was no real, real other Flash before him. So, But, but still, it's, the fact is, other than your, your friends and stuff, people aren't going to know who you are. Even like Clark Kent. You know, I don't, you wouldn't know who he is really. Because it's the name in the paper. Like, you know who your writers right, are. That's true. Unless it's a columnist or something yeah. where they actually put, like, that little drawing. Remember in the newspapers you used to have, like, that little drawing of the, char- yeah, the, person, the person who wrote the columns? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing because, like, books, like authors, I, I'm surprised a lot of times when I actually eventually see their picture if I've read a lot of their stuff without, because I don't look up authors a lot of times. I just read their stuff. I think that's why they put the pictures on the back. Yeah. I remember know. on the back cover? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that way you know what they But on a paperback, they don't. But on yeah. the, or right. some might. But on those hardbacks, they have the big picture on the back. But I don't know what, um, I don't know what John Grisham looks like. Right. Right. Yep. I mean, everybody knows what Stephen King looks like, but. All right. So what was like, uh, if you had a nitpick, what was some of the stuff that you didn't like about the film? <sighs> I wish I watched it again recently just to like. Yeah, I watched it, it twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe the fact that it took so long, maybe. I don't know. There, it's like, the, I liked the Riddler, but I didn't. I hated it. He just wasn't the Riddler to me. But I still like the character for what it was. I can't really think of anything offhand that was really like, oh, really? Yeah. But, I mean, I like uh, one thing I did like is that there was like, you know, a Penguin, Catwoman, Riddler, and a surprise kind of like, spoilers, Joker cameo. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's just like Batman 66 movie where the four bad guys team up. Oh, that's funny. I've never seen that one. You've never seen the... Oh, no. did you ever watch the show? No. The old Adam West, West show? No. Oh, okay. Well, they made a movie off of it. Yeah. But the movie starred the four main characters as the bad guys all teaming up. That's funny. And since I was a kid, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if they did that? And then, like, kind of when you had Penguin and Catwoman and Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy, it's like in Two-Face and Riddler, it was always, like, two-way team-ups or something. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But this one, they didn't really have a full team-up, but it looks like they made a team-up. In the future, so it was like kind of cool about that. I wasn't sure how I felt about the Joker. He seemed weird. Like it seemed like they they like they cut his mouth out. Like kind of weird. Like, yeah, the makeup just seemed weird to me. And I'm like, I didn't like the makeup either. Okay, but I liked that he was there, yeah. and I liked that he wasn't the the focal Center. point of the show. Right. But there was probably a thing where Batman took him out a year ago. Yeah, why else would he be in Arkham? Exactly. So we don't need to see that because I've ever seen Batman '89 and I've seen Dark Knight. Right. So why do I need to see this again? Yeah. Like I don't need to but see a Bumble. team up. But a team up they haven't done since '66. 
except for you know with the the, the Batman Forever and well, yeah, those were two teams. <laughs> those were two guys. But right. you're right. So if there is a Riddler Joker break out of prison one, that's kind of cool. But then you still got Penguin, and maybe they align with him. And Catwoman is probably more like an antihero, but. But that I would like, or if they added somebody else in it, Two Face or something, and you know, yeah, yeah. For me, it was probably um, I felt like sometimes it was trying to be too artsy a little bit, like where they like I liked the um, the whole piece at the beginning where he's like, "It's been two years, and we got a light now, and now people look into the dark." But then, like sometimes you're like. We're just staring into the darkness for a really long time. <laughs> I did like the fact that they did the stuff where it's like people are looking in the dark yeah. corner and they're like, "No, no, no, it doesn't feel right." I liked that a lot. Yeah, like because that's the idea right. of Batman is the fact of fear, intimidation. There's no way that Batman can actually take all these people out and stuff. But instead, it's like, "Oh, he could be over there." Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so that that would, but parts of it were like this is just getting a little bit uh, too artsy, or like I'm staring at this dark corner for a really long time. <laughs> I'm like, when this is a three hour movie, da, 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 da. <laughs> exactly with with the grunge music in the in the background. But um, what what was like your favorite? What would you say was your favorite piece or your favorite thing about it? Why do you have one? I do. And Tell me yours, and I'll think okay. of mine. So while you're thinking, while you're thinking about yours, mine was the. Um, the the themes that they played with um, because I know a lot of people didn't really care for this for this Batman uh, I think a lot of them were very much used to the the um, Christopher Nolan like here's the bad guy beat him up and that's that's really the whole thing right but what I liked about this was that this was a story of what does it mean to be the Batman I like how it was it was bookended by this guy who was a, a victim of these um, uh, the Joker's that we're going to beat him up or whatever as the gang initiation. Oh yeah, and he's let, and he sees the Batman. That's a subway, like, right? Yeah, he's like, "Don't hurt me!" Right? That's 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 what he says to the Batman whenever he when he shows up after he beats up those guys. And then on the and that's in the darkness, as the darkest place that you get in the subway in the middle of the night. Right? He walks yeah. out of the shadows into <clears throat> less shadow, but still kind of dark. Yeah, and beats up these guys, and that guy's like, "Don't hurt me!" And then this, it ends. With him um, in the daylight with this girl that he just saved saying, don't leave me, you know, and that was, that was very much this, this like, okay, Batman changed, that, it, it, this was like a whole definition of like, what does it mean to be the Batman? Yeah, because he's not vengeance anymore. Right, he's not vengeance, and that was, that was another cool thing that I, that I thought was in there that was that development, that he had this idea that the Batman is out there to punish the wrongdoers, the evil, which is why I thought it was cool how they played the Joker. Now, I know you didn't really – or the Joker, the Riddler. I know you didn't really like the character himself, but I like the way that they put them together or, or how they they um, juxtaposed them because the Riddler thought they were the same. Yeah, because he's punishing the right. evil, the corrupt <laughs> cops, the bad DA. Right. All these people who are doing this terrible stuff, I have to punish them. Right, he's on the same side. He's on their side. He gets it, right? So that's that's what his idea was. Is like he's the inside man. Was 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 the Riddler's idea, and and he and the Batman were going to start a new. Yeah, we're going to be world. a buddy cop show now. Right through through the baptism of blood that they had this thing. This was where I was going with the the whole baptism milieu that I saw on there because like something new was going to begin, and the way that the Riddler wanted to do it was this. 
let's flood all of Gotham in this baptism of blood, and what's going to rise up is my minions. My minions, those who are um, are no longer victims. They are going to be the ones who uh, are going to are, are going to overpower the the oppressors and take the rule, right? Which just is another form of oppression, right? And then. It was great that in the middle of that, just before Batman's own baptism, so to speak, because he falls down into the water, that he has that uh, other guy that's on there, ah! that's the other Riddler, the other Riddler that's up there that says, I'm vengeance. And then he, he at that moment, realized that I can, A, continue to be vengeance and fight these guys that are up there, because there's more guys to fight and, and punish the, the evil, or I can be something different and save the victim, right? Because it was never about saving the victim. It was only about punishing the evil. Right. And then so that's whenever he kind of cut the little rope where, like, he died. Like, it very much looked like, oh, Batman's dead. I was like, well, that's kind of that's kind of gutsy there. You guys are going to kill Batman in your first of the Batman movie, right? Right. But it was very much like a death to the vengeance and a rebirth as the like, Batman. Like the baptism of we're going to drown your sinful self and you reemerge right. anew. Right. And it was it was very much uh, and that's that's what I liked about it cuz for for Batman in that moment he was out of the shadows. And and the first thing he does too when he's in the water he goes over to the scaffolding or whatever and finds that little boy little, who's the mayor's mm-hmm. son. Yep. Who was uh, dead. Who, the mayor's dead. And the son's there. That also got me too. When the when the when the son's the one who found like the dad's body and stuff, and that hit me a little too close to home or something. But so he he's there and he's like, "Hey, I know I'm scary and this and that and vengeance, but here I'm helping you." And the son goes with him, and then everybody else in the follow the, suit. Yeah, yeah, that's the part where he's like, "Hey, I gotta be someone who protects instead yeah. of just punishes." And that's what I actually ended up loving about the film. Like, I mean, it, it may have had like it may have dragged on a little bit too long to, for for some pieces, and it may have had some unnecessary things in there in order to be artsy, like the um, Batman showing up at the club, Bruce Wayne showing up at the club, then Batman and Bruce Wayne showing up at the club, right? You know, to, to obscure all these all these things. But that theme, I thought for Batman was great. Just this idea of am I vengeance? Am I to punish evil, or am I something different? It ends up being hope. But then I was like, I was like, well, wait a second. You already have the whole super bad hope. <laughs> but it was it was more like, am I out to save the victim? This bat is symbolizes hope. <laughs> Which I thought was great too. Also, I like that this Batman symbol is a batarang because there's no ear, there's no head to the bat. Oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. He like goes and clicks it on. <laughs> that's very funny. Oh, one thing I did like is what? that the there is the part with the pool chasing where the penguin's trying to get away and he's using his cool Batmobile. Yeah, that was cool to try to catch him. And it's kind of not necessary at all for the plot, but it was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's when Carl Feller was at his best too. Like that whole, I mean, and that that was one of the things I that got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Take that, you freaking psycho! I got you. 
That was one of the things that I actually didn't like about it because I was at that La Rada or El Rada or whatever. Yeah, like, where he's like, you don't know Spanish. I know, that was some of the dumbest things. Like, he seems so smart about some of the other stuff. And, and the idea, like, if you watched um, or, or you read through um, The Long Halloween... He was a crappy detective at that time. But in this one, they were trying to play him off like he's a good detective. Like, he understands forensics and he's looking at stuff. Yeah. Well, um, maybe it's because Alfred said it's this. But yeah. he said the Spanish is bad. Because if you remember, he did. Alfred's like, and he was the Spanish, very right, but it's this. That's funny. Oh, I didn't know. Maybe I missed that part of it. But then when it's the URL. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I know. yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was clever. The URL. I, don't, I also went to the website, which is really cool. So if you, ever Aaron did too. Yeah, and he texted me. I need you to answer these questions for me. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, I think that scene was cool. The thing that I like that Batmobile for early Batman. But what's funny is reading Nightwing comics. What I loved was that Nightwing didn't have a cool Batmobile, but he had like a souped up muscle car. And actually, old 70s Batman kind of had a cool, like, muscly car that wasn't as Batmobile-y. But it was just like, hey, I got this GT that I with a Hemi in it or something. And it's like, <laughs> but I painted a bat on the, the hood. That's it's good enough. Rather, rather than being a Thunderbird. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the Trans Am, like, the Smokey and the Bandit. You know, but, like... Nightwing in his solo series when he moves away to Bloodhaven and stuff, and he's like, "Here's this cool." Yeah, thing. I can see him in a Trans Am. Yeah, but that's the his whole <laughs> thing is he's got some kind of like you know, uh, Dodge Charger or something, but he's got like an engine that can move a sh- uh, uh, a airplane or something, and he's just like, "I got that thing so revved up, but it's like built almost like a tank, <laughs> but it's also like just like this big muscle car that he used because it was just like it still was one you could park on the street, I guess, but still had enough." Go and I'm like that Batmobile's Nightwing's car, man. <laughs> Batman is like the slick Batmobile right. that's Nightwing. supposed to be quiet and and, and stealthy, it's st- stealth and quiet, but still is a jet engine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that works, but I don't it know works. How that works either. But like Nightwing's is the one that it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know quarter mile at it. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> but yeah. but that was that was cool too. So that but that's like your baptism thing, and yeah. then when they flooded the. The city. That one took me by surprise. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But. Yeah. I liked a lot of that. I liked that uh, uh, That ultimately um, the Riddler was, was smarter that, uh, than the Batman. Yeah, because as, as you say, like the Riddler won. Right. But he didn't all the way win because he wanted to like shoot a bunch of people, but Batman was able to stop him. Oh, here's the part I love. If you remember, there's a part where he's on the... The, sca- the the scaffolding or the the jumbotron or something, uh-huh. and he's just down for the count. Then I think was it Catwoman on the su- hanging yeah. or something, and then he takes his this this uh, adrenaline shot kind of thing and puts it in him, but it's kind of greenish. I was wondering if it was venom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because little known fact that some people might not know is there is a Legends of the Dark Knight uh, miniseries or, or story arc that's called Venom. And the whole idea is Batman is trying to save some kid who's like, you know, going to get pulled away by the river and he's holding on and then the water's too much or something like that. And he's just not strong enough. And then he loses the kid or something like that. And then he finds this drug, the venom, that helps, you know, helps him be strong and 
and and super endurance. It's like steroids times ten, steroids on steroids, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. And that was the whole theme of that. And then it, you know, kind of made him. It didn't, you know, and made him, you know, like roid rage and everything. And and that was the whole point of the story that he got used it as a crutch and all this stuff. And that was the story, Batman Venom. And then a couple years later, they used that Venom with the Bane story. Yeah. So everybody always puts Venom with Bane, but right. what was cool was it was a throwback to something from a couple years earlier, like probably like 1990 or 89 or something like that for for that. And it's like, oh, yeah, Va- Batman already used this stuff, but now here's Bane who's already like, you know, luchador extremo. Right. <laughs> and now you put this Venom in him and it's just like way too powerful. Yeah. I saw that too and I was wondering if that was like uh, the, the next storyline that they were going to pull. Uh, it- it could, which, which which would go very well, or like, just a cute Easter egg. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but the thing is, is, they already did this whole um, character development, and I and I hate it whenever like films do the first the first in the series as like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna define this <laughs> character, and then the second movie is like that worked out so well, made us so much money. Let's define him again, you know? <laughs> like, and so that's a, 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 a hopefully they will if they do it that way, they'll do it a little bit better, but. But I've seen that too many times, right? Yeah. Cool. I think that's a. I think that's a show, dude. All right. Did you want to put any more baptism stuff in there, or you think we're no? Good? That was that was it. Because I think I, I think yeah, we get it for the because for baptism as a Catholic, it's very much like um, it's a turning away of a life of darkness and moving into life of light. It's not Avenge. and that, that's what's great about like baptism is always oh. a sign of of mercy, and where where the Riddler was using it as a sign of like. Not just not just a sign of rebirth, um, or he was using it primarily as a sign of rebirth into something in his own image, right? That was his idea. That's why everybody dressed up like him or whatever. But that's that's not an authentic baptism. The authentic baptism is to be remade in, you know, to, you are made in God's image, but, be, but to be remade in his likeness and to turn away from the darkness and love mercy more than justice. And that's what was... That's what ended up being driving Batman there is that it's not about just, you know, it's right that these people should be punished because they did the wrong thing. But no, no, no. God's mercy is always greater than his justice. So it's, it's, it's more right that uh, we are saving these, these victims and, and, and um, having opportunity for redemption for that, which, which was another reason why I was like, this Batman doesn't kill other than the car chasing. Which, but you never see anybody die because it's still PG-13. <laughs> but you know that, like, some of those trucks that blew yeah, up. Those, I was, those people oh, are dead. And they didn't do the old A-team thing where they jump out of the car. And, We're okay. <laughs> or like G.I. Joe where they all had parachutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, no, that was that was my baptism stuff because, to me, it just it just hit really hard. It's like, like yeah, if 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 people understood that out of the Batman and then wanted to get baptized – because they wanted to turn away from darkness into, into mercy. I'm like, that's a start. There you go. <laughs> there so you sign go. up to your RCIA classes if so, you're not in. <laughs> so for the next baptism class, we're going to be watching The Batman. <laughs> All three hours. Mm-hmm. And then The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Part three, just to make you suffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope we didn't do too much uh, nerd talk that turned you off don't worry if something catholic comes up we'll talk about that <laughs> but um, we, th- 
Yeah, you know it, Didi. So we had a little bit of, uh, uh, what's it called? You know, baptism talk in here. And that's always great. So um, please uh, hit us up if you want to talk to us on the Insta Instas or find a way to email David or there's a Facebook page or any way to get a hold of us. Tell us what you want to hear about. Sorry we've been gone so long. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else to Most say. It's my fault. Man. It's mine, too. But then every time I'm like, David, we should get together. And he's, and it's like, yeah, he hasn't asked me. I think he's busy. Yes. Oh, yeah, confirmation happened and all that stuff. So We'll talk about that. And I, yeah, so. But, you know, all right. Well, hey, hey, hey. All right, talk to you later. Bye. That's what I say. 